The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello and welcome to my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Just jumped right into it, huh? I'm just getting right to it. I'm very excited. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Hello, hello I'm Edward Snowden. <laughs> oh, so many, so many problems. Hello, I, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank my brother, my brother, and me for granting me asylum. Mm-hmm. I have looked long and hard, and finally I found a new place to make a home. Now, now, so, now not, not a lot of people know this, but Edward Snowden is uh, the ghost of a Victorian-era matchstick girl. Right, which no, is... I am, I am a hacker, and I possess many secrets. Is this, now, can I ask, is this actually you talking to us, or is this some sort of artificial, artificial intelligence subroutine? That you have programmed to make comedy jokes. This I have not finished my relocation. This is my asylum hologram. Okay. I will be joining you soon in asylum. Can you mm-hmm. can you tell us where your physical presence, your body, your form, your your ectoplasm, where you where is it at right now? Ab- absolutely not. Okay. I cannot grant you that. I do appreciate the podcast asylum. But I unfortunately cannot divulge the specific Denny's that I am hiding under mm-hmm. a table. Mm-hmm. Note, note that it is a Denny's. I am under a table. There's room for my secrets mm-hmm. and me and the Grand Slam. Now, are you? So there's room for your secrets. <laughs> no, my secrets. Are you? Um... Uncle Sham, you've been naughty. Can you even get like the kind of high high bandwidth internet access that you need to project a, a Snowden hologram? For- I have I have Ethernet. Yes, okay. it's mm-hmm. plugged in from the table. It's complimentary with every Grand Slam. I, they also have given me a bib. I have never been offered either of those things at a Denny's. Well, you've never revealed Uncle Sham's secrets, oh, have yeah. you? Oh, yeah. They are not big fans of Prism at Denny's because they have, they got some shit that they don't, you can't work at Denny's unless you've got some shit in the closet. They are all, Denny's is run by libertarian, like really hardcore libertarians. Sure. They want all the secrets out. And That's, Odin has them all. That was, uh, I believe it was Dennis Cromwell, who, who the founder of Denny's. Mm-hmm. Who just hated just Uncle Sam's watching over him, watching over his secret, his buried gold. Um, now, sure and that, that is how secrets. he that's how he earned the uh, title Dennis the Annoyance. Mm-hmm. And then we feel like they really missed an opportunity there, but yeah. they're pretty set in stone on that name. I want to shank you, gentlemen, again. You want to shank us? That? Jesus Christ! Excuse no. Me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean. I meant, uh, of course, to just. Thank you. Are you? Do you have a lisp or an aphasia? Because you keep you keep dropping on things that aren't s's. I'd love to tell you that, but unfortunately, it's one of my secrets. Okay. Once I'm there, I'll give them all. I'll divulge. Okay. Well, thank you. I can't wait to. I wish Justin was. If I'll be honest, Edward, I wish. Justin was here and not not you, just because. Well, like, that's fine. Listen, he's here at the Denny's with me under a table. I'll pass him the microphone. How big is this table that I can fit? Stare at him. It's one of my secrets. Okay. And I'll stare at him as he records the comedy. That's going to be very very distracting. This is my home. I feel I should become acclimated with your way. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, again, thanks for joining us. I hope that this doesn't get us in any more legal hot water. Of course. It's been my pleasure. Okay. Hey, guys. 
Hey, Justin. Hi, Justin. Hey, Thanks, Ed. Hey, can, can, can Snowden hear you right now? Can he hear us? <laughs> He's literally two inches from my can face. Can he hear me, or do you have headphones on? Let's... I do have headphones, and he is I just need, that close. Let's I just. Need you to, I need you to ditch him. No, don't ditch him. Here's a, he's got a pretty huge bounty on his head, and mm-hmm. we could really, really, really use the money. Yeah, uh, but we gambling. But pets. guys, we we granted him a asylum. Right, but so. we, the thing is that we're not a fucking country, so like we can't actually do mm-hmm. that. We and can't actually, actually. He just walked into the door and yelled "Sanctuary!" Right, and, and that's not the same thing. Well, it is in a Denny's, but it, but we, I have, I have no allegiance to this fool because I, I love Prism. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> I want to know what everybody's doing all the time. Exactly. I should introduce myself, by the way. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. We've helped Edward Snowden, and I think now we should help someone else. It's only fair. Anyone ever get him confused with the vampire guy from the Twilight movies? Only constantly. I hate talking on the phone. I can barely understand people, and I don't like having to stop whatever I'm doing to have a conversation. So I've developed a policy. I don't answer the phone unless someone calls multiple times, so it's probably an emergency. Or if they text me beforehand to ask if I'm free to talk. If they leave a message, I will usually respond via email if text if possible. My question, is there a way to explain this policy in my voicemail what message? Are you I'd like people to about? know I'm not answering, but I don't want to sound like a jerk. And that's from phone phobic. Oh, oh, um... There's an intrinsic problem there, though. Yeah. I, I say this, and with all the love in my heart, you are kind of being you're kind of being a jerk a little bit. Like I wish there was a loophole too, because I despise talking on the phone mm-hmm. immensely. I don't care who's calling. I don't care what the context is. I despise talking on the phone always, constantly. I, but I'm I, I'm starting to get the feeling that that's like eighty percent of the population of the Earth. Like I'm sure there are people that love just chatting away for hours, but I don't know any of them. Yeah. And, and so my, uh, my you might know them as women. Oh, uh, come on. What? Um, come, what's up? I have actually joke. I've reversed my position cuz I used to be on that side, but now like the inefficiency of SMS mm-hmm. like drives me up a fucking wall cuz it's like what what should I bring to the potluck? Wait 10 minutes. I don't know, whatever, a grain and then send it back, like, literally 30 seconds later. Like, can you be more specific about what kind of grain you want me to bring? And then I'm you have to living wait, gluten-free. Wait and 10 more minutes, like and the, then it's like couscous. The and it's like, I don't think, is couscous even a grain? And then you have to wait 10 minutes. And Like, get me on the, the fucking phone, over. and I'll knock out this couscous discussion, like, super fast, super quickly. I, I, I think the problem here at Question Asker is that there is no way um, to frame this without it sounding like you're screening... Because no, you, you are, are you're definitely absolutely doing that. 100% because, and that's why you're afraid of screaming. sounding like a jerk. Because it is, it is a jerky move that you're saying. Like, if it is important enough, then I will deign to speak to you. Otherwise, I will uh, respond in written communication so as not to waste my time. This is just like anything else. Like, yeah, you can build these walls, but don't expect it to not have mm-hmm. a detrimental effect on your relationships. I mean, it, it, yeah, absolutely. Like, but I understand the impulse, but. These kinds of human interactions are sort mm-hmm. of the the toll you pay. They're the the building blocks of relationships. Jesus, Justin, people... that was the most sociopathic thing I think you've ever sorry, said. I mean, this I'm is sorry. human talking to other humans is the toll you pay to live. Like what? <laughs> I don't mean... No, like, but I I get what you're saying because this is what leads people to like when it's like, hey, let's all hang out tonight. Oh, give Tommy a call. Oh no, Tommy never wants to do anything because you don't answer the phone and like talk to people. Like this is how you start to like surgically cut yourself out of people's lives and it's it's not really cool. It's a slippery slope. Uh, that's all. I mean, I yeah, you can cut this off and then people just stop calling and then it's like hermit in yeah. your full hermit. Also, there's no way that you can make your voicemail message something that explanatory and still keep it like fresh and poppy and fun. You know what I mean? It's Dave. Thanks for calling me. I didn't answer because I probably don't like you. <laughs> no, but it's like, how can you leave like a your catchphrase, like a joking catchphrase on your like um socket to me? Uh huh. Or like catch me on the flip flop. Hey, hey, Meryl Streep, leave it at the beep, and then <laughs> wait, for, and then they'll leave it at the beep. I want to just. I wish there was a technological way for me to have my voicemail just be 
like answering machine messages from the 80s. There should be a great website for that where you can just import those because some of those were great. We had a tape of them, of all these classic great bits. I think there was a guy pretending to be Barney Fife. Mm-hmm. I'd oh, love yeah, to get that as a voicemail. Wow. Shit. We should just cancel the podcast and just release those over. <laughs> just release those our as our podcast. Feed. You know, the, the uh, West Virginia just instituted a law. Travis, I should have warned you. Well, I guess you didn't come through West Virginia, so you're fine. West Virginia just instituted a law on July 1st that uh, you can't talk on the phone while you're driving. It's actually a primary offense. You can get pulled over for that. So maybe you could always pretend like you're you were driving, or you could always be driving. Well, then people maybe are going to start to think like you're a truck driver. Maybe you are. Maybe that's your <gasps> escape. You know? No, I can't hang out with you tonight. I'm shipping a Hall of Nyquil through mm-hmm. northeastern I'm, I'm, I'm Oklahoma. I'm dick deep in a convoy right now. I can't break out mm-hmm. of here. I'm listen, fucking and fucking and listen. I'm <laughs> I I'm on a mountain of meth, and I'm not going to come down for eighteen to nineteen hours. <laughs> So I, I can't waste that high on going to go, you, go see Iron Man 3 with you. You could just start answering the phone saying, ask ass or grass, nobody rides for free. And then people will be like, I can't give you any of those things over the phone. I guess I can PayPal you, but that, then I can't ass or grass you that way. <laughs> can't send you ass through PayPal, sadly. How about it, technology? Hey, pay. Hey. Griffin, do you have any uh, Yahoo answers? Yeah, just as soon as I think of a fun name for what PayPal would be called for Heinies. Okay, let's mm-hmm. just take a second and let's see what we can come up with. PayPal with benefits? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, this, yeah, there you go. Uh, this Yahoo answer. Thank you, by the way, everybody who sent in Yahoo answers. Uh, this Yahoo answer was sent in by Julie Kin. Thank you, Julie. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jamie. Jamie. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ricky Jimmy Jamelis who asks how to cheaply catch a thief cheaply <laughs> need some clever ideas about how to catch someone stealing from a walk-in cupboard only person going in there for this would be the thief but pretty sure traps are illegal need something cheap as we're poor lol thanks hold on Okay, wait, hold on. I don't understand the parameters of this question. Are you though. telling me you have a cupboard that exists solely to be burgled? <laughs> Is that <laughs> what you're telling me? have a cupboard, but no one walks in except the thief. It seems like the best trap then would be to watch and see who walks in. I think this person thief. is saying this cupboard has, has been so thoroughly burgled <laughs> that they are willing to change it into a fucking reverse panic room. Uh, That's that what, is just burglable. It's... If you think about it, <laughs> this room is just full of chalices. If you think about it, prisons are all reverse panic rooms because it just puts the danger inside and then everything right. else is safe. Um, that is what this person is talking about. They're, they're pulling a reverse Jodie Foster, which is also I mean, my favorite sexual position. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we played enough uh, like Sega CD FMV games that we should be able to answer this question. I think there needs to be a lever on the wall that you pull and the floor drops out. What? Or Sega CD FMV games are you talking about other than Night Trap? He's talking about Double Switch oh, also. Right. So, Wasn't there one called Maniac Mansion too? Maniac Mansion was no. something completely different. Ah, that, that was a, an adventure game. Ah, but okay. anyway. Anyway, lots of uh, lots of great references. Um, <laughs> so keep your Sega CD in there and then if you notice it's missing. The only person you're going to catch in that fucking honeypot is Justin McElroy. <laughs> Oops, Daisy. Where is this cupboard, by the way? The imaginary cupboard I invented. Um gotta get over there this person is probably right in that traps are are they are illegal right they're not like you watch home alone and everyone has a good time and a good laugh they get hit with a paint bucket they get electrocuted with an amount of voltage that would kill a fucking elephant um and we all have a good time and we all have a good laugh that's but that Mm -hmm. shit that that little kid pulls is like wicked illegal right I mean, the thing about the well, thing. Hold about, on, you think the sticky bandits are gonna like take him to court and be like? I'm saying I, the I've sticky bandits serious would have trauma. I think the sticky bandits would have a fucking great case against that kid. Yeah, absolutely. They I set mean, his head on fire. Now here's the thing about it. But they were going in to kill him. No, 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 no. Okay, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about Home Alone One, I think uh-huh. the the people versus Kevin McAllister mm-hmm. is going to be very weak because Kevin. 
is Kevin. Now, Justin, I, I hate to interrupt, but I think you mean the Wet Bandits versus Kevin McAllister, because I don't think the people of the city have There's banded be together a, to support would, no, Jim No, no, no. They're going to be a criminal, criminal trial first, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then. And then Take it to the, uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, in Home Alone 1, People versus Kevin McAllister is going to be very weak because Kevin McAllister was defending his home, and absolutely the 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 impetus I think is on him to defend that in any way he sees fit. He could have killed them. Oh, you're he saying you're saying there's a, a there's a <laughs> Chicago, as we all know, uh, the the castle doctrine is very much in play in Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. So he he can, so, he, can, he has unlimited power, unlimited lethal power. Problematically, though, in Home Alone 2, mm-hmm. your case, if you're Kevin McAllister, right. is going to get very weak because you have sadistically, I would say, lured these men into your trap uh, of hurting. And right. and just to defend a toy store, pretty much. He could have called Lamp up in that hotel, had Tim Curry bringing him waffles. Now, it's been a while since I saw the movie, but isn't his final uh, trap house isn't that like his uncle's house, or it's a relative's house of some sort, right? And that's how he's. Able it is to get his. In. It's his uncle's house. Here, it, that's what's fucked up is that it's his uncle's house. Uh, like they are, they're rebuilding it. They're remodeling it. So if mm-hmm. those fucking guys hadn't come that night, there would have been a, a score of contractors who would have like perished at this little kid's hands. <laughs> right. There is almost certainly. More trap. Like, there's no way he hit them all. Those contractors are going in the next morning. Oh, like, dude, there's- why is this? Why is this knob sticky? Ah, electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that that whole the whole second movie was just spent with Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci screaming. What are the odds? Yeah. How could this happen again? <laughs> Twice. Twice. Really? Is anything? We we went to like the biggest city in America. Are and you we ran also into the same ten year olds? Are you also telling me? That like job one, once you get out of prison prison for being the wet bandits, job one isn't listen, we've got to start carrying guns. We just have to <laughs> buy a gun and use it on a child. <laughs> if we see a child and he's got a trap, we just gotta shoot him. Shoot the child. I know it's hard. Many of the traps are automated, I'm sure, but most of them are being deployed by the child on us. And if the child is dead, we have nothing to fear. We don't even have to pursue him anymore. We just move on. We don't even have to worry about fucking Brenda Fricker launching palm after palm of bird feet at us to attack us with her <laughs> army of birds. She's like, Tay, fly my children at bam bam. Oh, oh no. You know, we give him a lot of we give him a lot of credit for being sort of a master strategist. But if you're in game relies on the possibility that an old woman is going to throw seeds at your assailants, yeah. you do not have a strong plan. No. You know, you've actually just made me realize, in both movies, he would be dead yeah. if it were not for the creepy old people for that he elderly intervention. The way. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Oh, wow. You think you think old people aren't worth anything anymore, but... How, uh, how scary is Brenda Fricker in that movie? So scary. Is there anything scarier than her in that movie? I don't understand how she did that Tim movie. Tim Curry in that movie. Tim Curry's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pretty scary. Now, you know what's scary? I'll tell you what's scary. Timeline wise, the Wet Bandits have been in prison for about 12 months for home invasion and like trying to kill a child. They were put in prison for. They let's escape, say a don't they? Year. There's, they're escapists. Yeah, they escape. They dig they out of the ground. They escape remember? from prison. They can't escape a ten-year-old child with paint cans <laughs> on strings, but they've escaped. Well, that from was the th- that, that was the they got sent to a prison run by devious, conniving little kids who just who. It was it was just an open field with hanging paint cans suspended. It was like it was like uh, the open prisons of Siberia. It's actually really troubling the the two elder the elderly interventions in Home Alone one and two, I I refuse to acknowledge the existence of three and four. Uh, the the elderly elderly interventionists in one and two actually send a really confusing message mm-hmm. to America's kids, because what it says is you know what we've been telling you about strangers that's true. But if they look really creepy and are homeless, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. there's a chance that they might 
be cool and protect you and will only do so if you interact with them. So maybe by interacting with strangers, you're not putting yourself up for danger. You're actually making an investment in your this, future safety. This is I think that had they gotten to the, a third movie um, they did. with Macaulay Culkin, oh. with Macaulay Culkin, canonical third movie, then the stranger he met would be like covered in blood and like wielding a knife. But turns out he's just a butcher. Yeah. Because like in the first one, he's not homeless. He owns a home. He's just a dude that like salts the sidewalk. Yeah. And that's. And everyone's like, oh, he's a murderer. Yeah. Because he's got a shovel and he's yeah. old. Kids Great are cruel. job. Kids Great are job, so cruel. Chicago. And you're 10 okay. years old. And some sort of choice is presented to you where you have to choose between Joe Pesci. Or Brenda Fricker, and one of them's gonna murder you, and the other one is gonna provide you is gonna is gonna provide you sanctuary, and you have to make this choice between what Pesci or Fricker. One of these is gonna murder. Which one? Which one would you choose? It would choose? obviously be Fricker. She she would eat you. Yeah. Mm. No question about it. Now, how sweet would it be though, Travis? You know what you're suggesting about the old per- the crazy old person turning out to be genuinely crazy. Mm. How sweet would it have been for Home Alone three? If the threat turns out to be so real that Macaulay Culkin has to team up with, <gasps> what would they be at that? The 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 slippery the bandits, moist, the, the moist, moist bandits, bandits oh, the tactile God. bandits, the tacky bandits, the scratchy bandits, the goopy bandits, whatever they are, he has to team bandits. up with them to defeat this larger threat. Like I would watch the hell out of that movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then they turn on each other, match. I think, but uh, they have guns this time. I think Home Alone Three is actually technically the last forty-five minutes of Skyfall. <laughs> Let's move on. How do I gently bring up the issue of my sister leaving her hair in brushes? We're a family that has a bunch of hairbrushes, <laughs> and no one claims particular ownership over any brush. <laughs> it's a communist hairbrush society. Yeah. Me and my sister, I'm a guy by the way, we both use the same two, but every other day I see a big old mess of red hair on the brush and I have to take it out myself. I don't want to piss off my sister and otherwise irk her as I think outright saying, hey, don't be so gross and clean up would would piss her off. No, would piss her off. Uh, that's from Hair Horror in Her Majesty's England. Um, Boy, it's a shame that Christmas has already passed because if only there was some way for you to secure your own well, private here's hairbrush. What's fucked about this question is it sounds like they have ample brushes for everybody to have their own brush. This person doesn't need another brush; they need a fucking six dollar labeling machine that they buy at mm-hmm. Walgreens. Especially when out. you have two brushes shared between two people, divvy up the brushes. This is not like a Solomon esque like split the brush in half. <laughs> so everybody kind of gets deal. half a brush. Oh, I got the handle end. I can't do anything <laughs> no, with this. Gonna do it unless I want to curl it, I guess. But <laughs> this or- isn't. A known issue, though. I I would say that, like, so my wife will take a hairbrush that I have and it's, like, put it somewhere. I don't know. Wherever she dries her hair, which could be in different rooms. I don't know where she's going to do her hair. And then I have to go find my brush. And then I'll buy a new brush and think, well, this one will be Justin's private brush. And then no matter what, it somehow slips into the cogs of that machine. Yeah. And it becomes her brush again. And it's a vicious cycle. I don't know why she likes to appropriate my brushes. What you have to do is you have to put your brush in a special drawer. And then in front of that drawer, spread out some micro machines and some Christmas (laughs) ornaments. Okay. Um, That would just make her want it all the more, though. Yeah. Also, we would be creating a Home Alone Forever scenario because Sydney would leave Justin. And then (laughs) Home home (laughs) Alonist. Oh, here's here's a solution question asker. And it's going to be gross at first, but stick with me. Collect the hair and then give her a sweater knit out of her own hair. And that'll teach her. <laughs> teach her that you're a psychopath. <laughs> you could make a new sister out of that hair, a politer sister. <laughs> this is my new polite sister. This is my new polite sister. Deborah. Watch what she does. And then you move her hair hand onto the brush Although I have, I ha- I do think that like it is going to be really hard for you to make a case for you finding your sister's hair gross when you spend literally every waking hour sculpting it into a new human. Yeah, C- creating a hair golem. I think you run a real a, a real risk of Stockholm syndrome setting in with that hair. Um, where you become obsessed with it and everybody hates you. 
just this is the dumbest. Just buy a new fucking brush and put a just put buy a, a new brush and it. keep it secret. What if she That's catches just... you though? Like, what the fuck? What is that? What is this? I thought we were cool. <laughs> that brush looks so dope. I want to put my hair in it. Ah, damn it. Then you just gotta let it go and buy another brush. And then eventually your parents are like, what is up with all these brush receipts? Oh, oh, and then you say, oh, I th I can't use any other brush. This brush is prescription. Ah, <laughs> uh, can you invent a prescription brush that you need for your dandruff? Can you just have psoriasis and say it's contagious? I don't know mm. psoriasis, contagious. Um, what about um, lice? Oh. Are you saying fake lice or catch lice? Well, now I'm presented the option. I'm going to go with fake. But, go, uh, go down to your local kindergarten and rub your head on every head in the building. Hey, hey. And then you'll have a private brush that can't go within 300 yards of any kids. Because <laughs> you, you'll be in prison. Hey, pubes. Pube suggestion. All right, go for that's it. All I, that's as far that's as the, the thought whole, got. All right, that's the whole suggestion. But I'm just saying if you Oh, don't use that brush. Yeah. That's it. That one's for pubes. That, that one's for pubes. That's oh. my downtown brush. I call that brush sculpty. Because <laughs> it helps me sculpt them. Into a perfect U. <laughs> but I mean the letter U. I'm not making a pube sister. <laughs> um, pube sister. Nope. No, pube nope, sister. nope, nope, nope. That's not a song. That's not a song. I go. How about a Yahoo she answer? Goes. How about a Yahoo? <laughs> okay. You think by singing it, you can counteract my singing of the Pube Sister theme song jingle? Yes. It's, a, it's my only hope. This Yahoo is sent in by Andy Hill. Thank you, Andy. It's by Yahoo Answers user John. It's going to get gross. Here it goes. Yeah, uh, John asks, detailed, how to kiss, please? Oh, no. Some girls like making out with me, and some say I use too much teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Help me out here, guys. How should you kiss? You it, shouldn't use your teeth. Teeth is a oh, bad. Well, sometimes you get, you know, if, it, if it's getting all. Uh, of, of the enunciators, mm -hmm. I would say that teeth are the least important in the equation, and uh, lips and tip of the tongue are probably much better. Yeah, I don't think he's worried about hitting his hard consonants while he's, while he's <laughs> mouth, mouth deep. Uh, Help with my plosives. Mm -hmm. Guys, I actually just got a letter from my lawyer. He says that it would be too, actually too weird for me to continue to participate in this particular conversation. I, well, then I actually just got a letter from my copyright lawyer who said that if I give away my secrets, I will be <laughs> infringing on my patents. Okay, let's, but then let's go off the record here okay. oh, let me turn okay. the chair around and that officially means we're off the record and right. none of this okay be, just be clear any any kissing secrets they give away here cannot be used do, do not tweet them do not quote us in your local periodicals um but we are about to drop some science on you girls love it when you just run your teeth into their teeth <laughs> if there's not a loud click i did that not done i did that a lot in high school and the girls would be like ow what the fuck and I'd be like, what's wrong? Don't you know? That's how it's good. That's what's good. That's mm -hmm. good now. The secret, girls girls also I, like it when you sword fight with your tongues. Oh, when you really get in there and like Greco-Roman wrestle with that mm -hmm. shit. If you make a mistake and you seem to set them off right, uh, set them off wrong rather, you, you need to pretend that it's the way they do it in whatever the next level of education for you is. So mm. if you're in middle school and your teeth click and they this, say, oh, hey, I hate that, you say, well, that's, listen. To this, is a, how they, this is what they do at the adult learning annex. This is, how they, <laughs> this is how they do it in my doctorate program. So I don't know. You just need to maybe get a little more mature. If you do maybe make a mistake, to, though, the best way to do it is to just lean in real close to their ear and just go, uh-oh, Cheerios. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna really ignite the uh, night. Mm -hmm. I think it's really gonna set this situation ablaze. The trick, uh, the trick passion. is to be thorough. Like a, um, mm -hmm. just get your, get your, get your whole mouth in their mouth and just like sort of scout around like a surgeon fish. My number one kissing rule is kiss every tooth. Kiss every tooth one mm -hmm. by one. Let me see that. We got a little molar. And then, and if that starts to get stale, just start going around the face. Mm. You know, go for the eyes. Um, you know, the nose. Mm -hmm. uh, no holds barred. Mm -hmm. Use your nose. Yeah. Pretend oh, like do you Eskimo kisses, butterfly kisses? Right, oh, especially but butterfly here's the kisses. Thing. Girls fucking love butterfly kisses. The oppression of Eskimo and butterfly kisses, they're, they're so highly regimented, and they don't need to be, because they're saying, like, nose on nose is Eskimo, eyelash on cheek. Uh, can we say Inuit kisses? Yeah, sorry. Um, then, then you don't have to follow those rules. Put your fucking eyelash on their tongue. And, like, just Ooh. give them some of that for a bit. Put your nose, yeah. put, put your nose in there. 
ear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just act like you're a puppy looking for some stray pizza sauce mm-hmm. after nice. pizza night. After pizza, after pizza Thursdays. Don't uh, don't explore their mouth after pizza Thursdays, though. Ooh, no. And you know what else girls love? Women and gentlemen um, enjoy that before you do anything, you ask, and I mean constantly, is it okay if I kiss your eyeball? May I kiss your nose? Do you kiss them? I'm going to look behind your ear for pizza sauce. Yeah. Or just if you're doing the mouth. Too just just give him like a can I kiss your mouth can I kiss your mouth can I kiss your mouth again I really and like keep, it and and keep growing in intensity every time can you I ask. kiss your mouth <laughs> how about that mouth can I kiss it? can I please can I ask give me that mouth <laughs> how are we going to alert our listeners <laughs> that it is now safe to walk across the room and pick up the headphones that they have surely by now. <laughs> Cast, cast from the. I've got like at least three more minutes. Somewhere there's some dude with a notepad going. Ask before you do any. This is good. This is good. Pizza Thursdays. Okay, Mm -hmm. got it. This is all good. Um, Hey, butterfly kiss. But he is in breach of contract if he's doing that. So I have very little pity. It it is all about. It is all about feedback. Because you're worried about what you're doing. They're worried about what they're doing. So give give them like, like when you get a kiss from them, say something like um. Uh, just like mommy and daddy do it to just like let mm-hmm. them know that they are doing like a perfect job just like mommy and daddy do it <laughs> this is how i've seen it done in movies mm-hmm. can we upside down it like spider-man <gasps> Ooh. can you give me one spider-man all right i uh i want to help genuinely help people with the only genuinely helpful portion of our program farm wisdom farm wisdom farm wisdom Get a pitchfork in your hand, farm wisdom. Oh, <laughs> like the sharp Why end I, or the handle end? I'm or? Holding it. Okay. Oh, okay. Travis, hit me. Um, this first one is very special. Um, and it comes from uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. Just because she's a celeb, it's special. It's more special than our 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 normal listeners. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert has had two notable works. Uh, the first, of course, being Eat, Pray, Love. The second being the fact that if a goat eats poison ivy and you drink the goat's milk, you get poison ivy immunity that she wrote into our show, Farm Wisdom. Thank you, Elizabeth Gilbert. The only question I have about this. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to have to do some research. Is if it is you have poison ivy immunity for the rest of your life or if you have it for a very brief amount of time, like you have it for like an hour. And for that hour, you need to, like... Just go hog wild and just really... Yeah. Just tempt fate, like, rub your balls all over some poison ivy. Like, ha, 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 not today, poison ivy. (laughs) This is going to be a good afternoon I wonder if if you give the goat regular poison, Mm -hmm. can you, like, get, like, Rasputin? Or is it whatever the goat eats? Like, so what if the goat eats paper plates? Do you get paper plate immunity? If the goat eats what? pizza, you can't taste pizza after you drink its milk. The, the fate if, worse than death. If the goat eats a bullet. Oh, uh-huh. shit. <laughs> Think about if, it. If the goat eats a passport, you get diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> we got another one sent in to us from Senta. She says chickens are very stupid. And I wish that was the whole thing, but (laughs) when it comes time to gather eggs, you can replace the eggs with golf balls, and they won't notice anything has changed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Also, horses run around real fucking crazy right before a thunderstorm. They just told... All right, Santa, thank you, but you just told us two things we probably could have sussed out on our own. Like, yeah, chickens are super dumb. Also, horses like to, to like to roll and run around and frolic and H- shit. Horses do that. No, but horses do that in the case that there's a nature photographer there because they want to capture like an inspirational pic of a lightning <laughs> did get bolt. It? Did he get, did ah, he get it? I was blinking. Okay, I was hold blinking. on. Damn it. Okay. I had all three of my feet on the ground. Let me try also, one more time. Which, which fucking farmer Indiana Jones is like, hold on, let me just do this perfect swap. Whip. Got him. Now I haven't perturbed. That's my question. It's probably because chickens are sitting there thinking, "God, farmers are stupid." Yeah, they they could just take the egg. Just take it. It's like it's my ovum. I make one every day. Just take it. It's uncomfortable. How much money there. are you spending on golf balls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have like a permanent one in one out? Like if you have like a hearty country breakfast, that's like 
I don't know. That's like three cases of Titleman's right the only, there. I, the only bad thing is if, if you want to go golf, then you have to go buy a dozen eggs because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need your balls back. So you're going to have to swap in some eggs mm-hmm. for the golf balls that you left there, and then that's a vicious cycle. That would be a much better test of how smart chickens are if you just swapped an egg for a different egg and just see if the chicken goes like, hey, hey, come yeah. over here. Does this look different to you? Mm-hmm. I swear I didn't look like that when I laid it. Then a mm-hmm. snake comes out of it. <laughs> Pantyhose come out of it. Let's go to money set. Grab who's this message for? This message is for Alex Solak. Griffin, who's the message from? It's from John Solak. You guys know if you if you reverse the word Solak, it says koalas. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. <laughs> it's, cl- uh, it's pretty close though. <laughs> Edward, what's the message? Happy birthday to my favorite and only brother, Alex. He likes science fiction, maximum fun, postulating about our inevitable techno-organic future, being sociable friends, the internet in general, and spending. He turned me on to boom, 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 and I'm eternally grateful. Have a great 26th birthday. We are you, we are just going to have to refund this guy's money because none of that was intelligible. That all made perfect sense to me. And who better to speak on our inevitable techno organic future than uh, Edward Snowden? That's what I'm he's trying to prevent. Robot plants? You mean robot plants? Something like that. I think he's talking about yeah. when we are just melted down to sludge, and then that sludge uh-huh. is a, like the synapse fuel that like all of our all our world's like wars will take place. Um, mm-hmm. Just in like a sort of a digital recreation of like mankind. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Have you read much Ellison, Travis? You like to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Tired of doing it the old way that you used to do it? Well, there's new ways. New ways you haven't even conceived of yet in your wildest dreams. It's like, <gasps> oh uh, my shit, I just had the best idea for a remake. Okay. Home Alone. But with all extreme restraints products. Holy wow. shit. I would watch that. So, like, he. <laughs> so he opens the door in a bucket of lube. <laughs> I tell you what, a bucket of lube, water based lube falls on you, your day is over. He's or, walking across the ground barefoot on studded butt plugs, just like, ow, ow, ow. ow. Or so ow. Gross. just sitting outside on the front step are two flashlights, and then the rest of the movie is, is Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern just jerking it so right. <laughs> they get so distracted by all their jerking it that they don't even go, in, oh, 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 I thought about Daniel Stern jerking it. No. <laughs> what if, what Why if, did it happen? What if, just as a distraction um, technique, to, young Macaulay Culkin never appeared without a giant dildo <laughs> attached to the front of his pants? And would you say that? <laughs> Can you imagine if they're like, let's get, whoa, hachi machi. Oh, God's been good to you, huh, kid? That's quite a oops shotgun to the face. Well, not a shotgun. Wait, it would probably Macaulay be a Culkin just shot them? <laughs> Wearing a giant prosthetic dildo that he bought at ExtremeRestraints.com, your adult superstore. Uh, and he has a shotgun that he bought, I guess, at another store, not ExtremeRestraints.com. Oh. You could do something with the Spurs. They have medical instruments. They have a uh, Wartenberg wheel with a sheath that you what can is it's a, like a Like a what? It's like a spur. It's like a, a wheel spur that you can run across your partner's skin to excite them and titillate them. Uh, and that's from King Industries, so you know it's quality. And the great thing about ExtremeRestraints.com is that if you use our coupon code SEXABUNGA, then you can actually save 20% uh, on your sex stuff. So if you got to defend your home, you're going to need those savings. That's 20% mm-hmm. more traps you can afford. Right. And what you don't know how many traps they're going to be able to make it through. Maybe that extra 20% is, is what finally kills them. Thank <laughs> God. How 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 much different would that movie have been if the mom comes home at the end and there's just two dead men, <laughs> just dead, two dead man bodies just sitting there and fucking her, her son? She's like, what what happened? I don't. And he's got a huge dildo dick. I don't want to hug you now. Take that off, and then we can talk about Christmas hugs. I was in a van with John Candy for 14 hours, and I come home to two corpses and a son dildo. Worst Christmas ever. Thank you. 
Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Was... Thank you, Kevin, for this righteous present. I thought it was bad before. This is worse. This is, this, this is... I, I was picturing in my head the worst possible thing that could have been waiting for me when I got home. This is worse than you dead. This is worse than your Kevin, I gotta say it. This is worse than finding you dead. I would rather have found you dead and all of our TVs burgled. Like so many Sega CDs. Fucking systems. Home Alone 2, they get, to, they get to their destination without him. She's like, fuck it. Nope. He is staying behind this time. Where's he at? I don't give a shit. That kid's a, that kid's a monster. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Daniel Stern jerking off. I gotta, I gotta fucking, we need Stop a palate it. cleanser. You gotta cleanse your palate. Give me something. Give me a, another mental image. Joe Pesci jerking it. That's way it's the same. I am at this is this is we are this is zero sum game switching those two out. Fred Savage jerking it. No, I don't want any. I don't want anything like that. Fred Savage not jerking it. <laughs> okay, but really wanting to. Getting closer. <laughs> but he's at like a funeral or something. Oh, so you like, guys, it's getting late. Don't you guys need to get home? I have, oh, boy, I gotta clean up from this party. This is Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer. Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness. Just in time for bikini season. Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade. Okay, they're not stupid. No, I know, but yeah, they could well, be. Well, why would you spell it out like well, that? Well, because I was the spelling bee champion of the world. I'm throwing my husband a surprise party a few weeks from now he's turning 30 and he's not thrilled about it so i want to make it awesome for him there's one dilemma i'm running into how do i get him out of the house while the guests arrive and get things treasure hunt next question my girlfriend of (laughs) 2.5 years has recently really gotten into video games that's awesome because i've been a gamer my all my life the only problem is she doesn't have anyone to play with except me and my friends she plays with us occasionally but there are times when i just want to hang out with the guys in a game or the game right. we are playing is too difficult for her. Oh, okay. She isn't a fan of single-player games, so how does she find other girls or guys to play with? None of her friends are into games, and I'm stumped as how she can find some gamer friends. That's from Gamer Hunting in Illinois. Hey, dog. I- I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a guess. Yeah. The reason she has gotten into games is because she likes playing games uh, with you. I mean that's a possible. That's a possibility. A I mean, I mean that's not to say that she doesn't enjoy them. Right. But it's like, yes. th- there's, a, uh, it's it's something that you guys are sharing together. So she, you know, has has fostered an interest in it. I mean, I um, uh, that's why I learned to read because my wife's always mm-hmm. doing that, and I thought, well, it's also why you learned surgery, right? So we can have some common ground. I think it's pretty, kind of, kind of a little bit shitty. For you to say, like, listen, I've got to find some other people to pawn you off on. Because my yeah. friends and I, we're going to ratchet the difficulty up to insanity. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you're going to be able to get the headshots. You're going to need to hang. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to bet. Cause like, for example, Teresa likes playing board games and, you know, nerdy table game stuff. But, like, there are times when I get invited over to go somewhere and we're going to play a game that I know she won't like. You know, something like that, where I just go, hey, I think it's just going to be a dude's night. And as long as that's not, like, the norm, is that as long as that's, like, once in a while, you guys, that's not bad. You guys are missing the best answer. <clears throat> and that is, you gotta, you got to put her through an intense training regimen of getting, <laughs> getting fucking tight at games. Cause like, like montage style? Well, no, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be, like, a, something you can fast forward through. It's going to, like, when Rachel and I started dating, her KD spread was it was abysmal at her headshot percentage it was like in the mm-hmm. negatives her accuracy her, her accuracy it was it was embarrassing to me I, she's in the other room so i don't want to be too loud but it was embarrassing to mm-hmm. me how inaccurate her, her gunfire was mm-hmm. so i put her through i put her through the through the ropes you know i, I imparted some of my master wisdom now her katie spread is Still not great, but it's better than it was before. <laughs> she can hang, is what I'm saying. I had to, this I had to berate, plan. I had to berate her like only a super racist, homophobic 13 year old can to just sort of prepare mm-hmm. her because it's it's partially a mental game. 
it's partially about KD spread, but it's partially just about not giving up and believing in yourself, and it's hard to do that when you're being berated. And those are, you know what, it might seem like a waste of time, but those are life lessons you can impart anywhere. Right. Anytime you're getting yelled at by homophobic 13-year-olds. Right. Uh-huh. Um, like the bank. We need to stop employing homophobic 13-year-olds <laughs> at the bank, by the way. It's killing our economy. You want some hundreds fruit loop? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> Uh, let me just, uh, oh, did, uh, sorry, just real quick, I need you to put your account number on the deposit slip, and I fucked your mom. <laughs> Oops. Oops. What, whoa. You call that a deposit slip? Noob. Noob. <laughs> you don't know your account number? Lamer. That actually is pretty close to how That I is, act. yeah, it's actually. To me at my bank. It's not that far from reality. <laughs> I have been going to the same bank for... Uh, a, a decade and a half now, and I've never made a deposit where I haven't just written my social security number yeah, on there and asked right them up. to look it up because I do not know my account number and it has not changed every, for three presidential administrations. Every other time I go to deposit a check, I forget to endorse it, and then they fucking come out of the little booth and they yell L2P in my face and they hump me. <laughs> <laughs> Some banks you have to pay extra for that. Yep. But not a BB&T. Not BB&T, because it stands for balls, butts, and taints <laughs> all up, all, all over it. All over you. All over you. That was the original name of the bank. They shortened it. <laughs> it was too long to, too fit, long on to fit on a check. My lady and I are going to get a dog soon. While looking for the right hound, we've discussed several different dog names. If we get a female dog, she wants to name it Beyonce. Being a white can couple, you, can I Can you that give me that one more time? I'm sorry, one more time? She wants to name it Beyonce. <laughs> okay. I feel like that might come off as racist, even though my dog is a big Beyonce. <laughs> even though, <laughs> sorry, even though my girlfriend is a big Beyonce, my dog is a. You haven't even Beyonce adopted Beyonce. a dog yet, and you just we can't adopt a dog that doesn't like Halo. Halo. We gotta check its cred. <laughs> I think it might send the wrong message. Is this a valid concern? What's the rule for naming animals after celebrities? Uh, Okay, what is the rule for naming animals after celebrities? Additional details. The dog we're most likely to get soon is a female black lab. Changes everything. Yep, I was with you until then. That's from Doggone It in Minneapolis. Oh. I think that the, to answer the easiest question first, the rule about naming dogs after celebrities is it's okay as long as it's not, like, dumb. It's, it's tough, but, like, I would never name a dog. No, I was going to say French Stewart, but I would. I would, I would do name that. a dog French Stewart. Yeah. But that's. I would, I would name a dog Robin Williams. You would name the dog French Stewart in Beverly Hills Chihuahua, too, and it would be mm-hmm. ironic because there's no way that dog's a Chihuahua. I'm trying to think if there's any celebrities I wouldn't name a dog after. Wolf Blitzer. No, I would. Damn, it's right there. Wolf Blitzer? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think... I think... Here's the problem. The fact that we're all sitting here thinking about it makes me think that if you invited some friend over... If you invited five friends over to your house and you said, this is our new black dog named Beyonce, <laughs> maybe four, four out of five of them would be like, oh, that's racist. I think I think 20% of your friends would think it's not racist. Or at least they would... They, you think about it, you know? You think it's there? Like we we live in a post- so four would think it was, and one would abstain. We live in a if it, we live in a post racial society. The Supreme Court recently decided. So like I do guess it's not that big a deal, but it, there would be the specter of the thought looming over that dog that would overshadow all of its dog accomplishments. The problem you have is that you ha- no longer have plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about now mm-hmm. the possibility of it being misconstrued as kind of racist and even if you yourself are not a racist i don't know if you are you didn't clarify uh you've already thought it so now you can't do it but what if they had gotten like a golden a golden lab and and named it like craig t nelson (laughs) which is the beyonce of white people (laughs) So multi-talented. He, is. he records. He, is. he acts. He sings. He dances. He looks he almost rests. dead all the time. He coaches. <laughs> he does everything. Um, I think. I think the fact that you're thinking about it means probably st- steer. He would there be dragons. 
Yeah, you should. Could you clean. name the dog Sasha Fierce? That's now, fucking see, great. That's a good name for a dog. I guess. Do you guys want? <laughs> you guys want Yahoo? Yeah, sure. This Yahoo answer was sent in by Max Jenikov. Thanks, Max. It's by Yahoo Answers user Andy Russ one three 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 three, who asks. What is a creative name for a large barbecue sandwich with the works and then some? I have a new idea for a huge barbecue sandwich at my restaurant. It will consist of a one quarter pound of barbecue, a couple strips of rib meat covered with salt, pickles, cheese, and baked beans. It is a very big sandwich and very sloppy as well. Feel free to be creative and thanks for your help in advance. Here I was gonna not be creative and just say barbecue sandwich, <laughs> but now that you big, big now that you fucking let me loose, <laughs> unleash the hounds as it were of creativity. Call it a, call it a fat Sammy. Fat Sammy is not Sammy? great. A, oh. What about a Bean Boy? Ooh, a sloppy Bean Boy. <laughs> a sloppy Bean Boy. How about you call it a big fat sloppy Bean Boy? <laughs> How about you call it? The the menu item nobody will ever order because nobody wants to eat beans on a sandwich. So, somebody does. Now you're going to get people writing in talking about how much they have beans on sandwiches. Uh, call it the bathroom fast track. <laughs> the whole day. Because if you eat a sandwich, that is like that. That is your whole day. Um, our hour later regret sandwich. What about what about sorry so sloppy? Griffin, yeah. grant my wish. Yeah. Tell me the people on Yahoo Answers have responded to this question as well. Sure. Sure, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. The feast. <laughs> I would call it this because it sounds like getting your whole meal in just one sandwich. That's good. Makes sense. That's good. Thanks. The chain. I was wondering. That is the dream in case anyone was wondering. The chainsaw. Just sounds like a manly, hefty, filling sandwich. <laughs> or a chainsaw. <laughs> Listen to how much over-fucking-reaching goes on in this next Yahoo Answer answer from Michelangelo. The Overload Sandwich Series. I'm sorry. The Overload Sandwich Series. You can make a couple sandwiches like this one and have a promotional, limited-time-only kind of thing there at your restaurant. Can be a great marketing plan also. Hey, dude... Hey, dude, this guy didn't just hire you as their fucking social media manager. He asked for your help for one sandwich on Yahoo Answers. Now you've committed it. How is he going to top the the Bean Boy besides, of the course... The Big Fat Sloppy Bean Boy. <laughs> hey, have you, considered, have you considered making an entire Bean Boy franchise? Just a thought. Thanks, <laughs> Yahoo. Hey, have you considered expanding beyond the Mississippi? Like, just name my sandwich. Have you thought about getting into the, the steel industry? Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. Plastics. Um, I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. Michelangelo, you thought of a lot. You have nothing to apologize for. <laughs> You've created a whole expansion plan. Uh, Yahoo Answers user Joker says, your mama, and then there's five asterisks. Mm -hmm. So I guess, bitch. This is the your mama bitch. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm sorry. Why would anyone order that sandwich? No one would ever say uh, that. I'm just gonna. I want your mama, bitch. I'm just uh, okay. I'm gonna go down the line, Pardon? just like quick fire. Uh, barbecue on a bun, sure. Uh, the summit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, we gotta work this out. Let's let's have a summit together. The G8, the Belushi, uh, oh. the scale tipper. Oh, uh, it's a sin, but I love it. Sandwich. Ugh, that one. Feed me mama sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need no side order sandwich. Oh, God, because they're all on your bun. Make it more of a sentence. Uh, hey, sir, I do not need any side orders. Thank you for asking, though, but could I see a dessert menu sandwich? sandwich. Big, Mo, Big Mo or Big Jack or your name. What if this <laughs> Big Percy. <laughs> that sounds like an Appalachian context. He's gonna eat yourself a big Percy. <laughs> those are those are the highlights. I think I think you got a lot to go on in there. Yeah, depending on if you want to name your restaurant or close it in a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there bread in this sandwich? You didn't list it. <laughs> it's just a 
pile of food. It's like you a cup your hands. KFC Originals bowl. It's just a just a fucking sloppy. Ugh. All right, we gotta stop recording because now I'm starving. Yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go down to Big Percy's and get a sloppy papa. <laughs> that that doesn't sound healthy. Or Ooh, how about the name of it's the messy secret? <laughs> oh, I know a thing or two about that. I don't we call that. this we call this sandwich the sloppy Snowden. <laughs> Delicious. Thank you so much. That's for also a new way that you can do kissing is if you buy a sloppy Snowden and then you put it in between your mouth and kiss through it. I, uh, That's the only way to keep the devil out. <laughs> I want to thank people tweeting about our program. My brother, my brother, made using the MBMBAM hashtag. Lydia Lenore is a new listener. She just got on board. Uh, hello to Steph Kingston, Andrew Tennyson, Al, our buddy Alan Black, Tyler Matheson, Chrissy, Matthew Bird, Brian Dorfman, Ellen Bailey, uh, Nick Fracker, Mason Church, Abigail McCauley. Thank you so much to everyone tweeting about the show. Uh, when you tweet about MBMBAM, why not throw in a link to our sampler? It's bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM 2013. Hey, speaking, speaking of tweeting, it uh, got dropped on the Twitter this week, on July 4th to be exact. The MBMBAM mixtape volume. Three. Oh shit! It's available now. Um, it's available from True Tempo, T R U T E M P O, um, and done by Worship the Sky, formerly Rocky Horror. Check it out; it is so good. You can, uh, you can just if you want to find it, go to twitter.com forward slash Worship the Sky or worshipthesky.com, and you'll be able to uh, to find the link. There. It's very. You can also go to truetempo.com. It is, and it's available it is very fresh. There's a whole twerking segment in it that, like, oh, I was man, listening gosh. to it in the shower and I just, like, I couldn't control. I was shaving my face and I had to, st- I was like, had to start twerking while I was shaving and I got cut pretty badly. I look like Seal now. <laughs> I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, which is on the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie. That's what I would, if I was like a radio DJ and I was putting this, like putting mm-hmm. a song on, I'd be like, here comes an oldie, but a goodie. And then I would put the song on and play it. And I would get calls from people saying that is, it is both old and good. Is there anything else we need to say? I don't Travis? think, yes. did we mention the coupon code Sexabunga for extreme restraints? Yeah, Saves we you 20%, did. Sexabunga. Sexabunga, Sexabunga, Sexabunga. Uh, and if you would like, uh, if you would like a spot on the Jumbotron, if you would like, uh, let's say a personal spot to wish someone happy birthday or to apologize for something you did to them in the past or um, something you're going to do to them in the future, or if it is, uh, I don't know, a, a business opportunity, some kind of investment you would like people to make, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron, and uh, that's all you need to do. And just go through there, and they'll set you right up, and then you too can be on the show. Um, we should also probably mention that next week's going to be a bye week. We try to we try to avoid missing shows. But uh, I'm going to be out of town for like eight days, and Travis is going to be. It's Tech Week for Travis, which if you, if you're in the mm-hmm. theater community, you know that is a lot of work, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the theater community, I'll be fighting robots. Yeah. Um. Every every time oh. before a show opens, robots come and try to destroy it because robots hate <laughs> live theater. Because if there's one thing robots hate, it's live theater. Right. So so every there's there's one night where everybody has to stand, hold vigil. Mm-hmm. And fight off the robot robot onslaught. People die. There's a mm-hmm. lot of deaths, but it's worth it. But it is worth it. And also, on a, on a much different note, um, there's uh, some Max Fun Series putting together a, a Max Fun meetup in uh, Philadelphia uh, on July 20th, Saturday, July 20th, and they say around 4 p.m. Um, it's going to be at Cafe Folia, F-U-L-Y-A. Um, We'll uh, bully them into uh, posting something on the forums and putting all the information there. But I want to make sure any of our Philadelphia and Philadelphia area listeners or any Max Fun listeners who want to hang out, just go uh, go hang out with some cool kids. One more thing: go listen to all the other Max Fun shows. You have, there's there's a, a, a cornucopia of free comedy broadcasting all on MaxFunFun.org. You got Jordan Jesse Go, Judge John Hodgman, Throwing Shade, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Risk. Uh, wham bam wham, pow, bam, pow one others? bad mother. There's any other. There's bullseye. There's tons of shit. That's it. Nothing. That, no others you can think of. Any no, other I think that's it. Because like it only counts. Oh, there's one uh, called Bonesaw. Yeah, <laughs> Bonesaw. come on. It's Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
called Sawbones. It has me and my wife in it. It's about medical history. It's funny. You should listen to it. Um, it hasn't been around that long yet, so they're like you may want to give it a little bit of time for them to like find their groove. Mm-hmm. Nah, get on. Or just like shelter it safely to your bosom. Uh, keep it safe. Keep it secret. Like a bait. Like a don't tell. Don't tell any of your friends. Like about a baby it. bird. Like a, this is mm-hmm. this is your chance to get in on something on the ground floor and then keep it on the ground floor so it's indie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Say I I was into sawbones before anyone else was because sorry. No one say ever one more was. time. I was into Sawbones before anyone else You fucked it up the first time. No Justin's just making Fuck. a joke because you fucked it up. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Griffin. You have a final question for us. This final Yahoo was sent in by Nicholas Gurin. Thank you, Nick. It's by Yahoo Answers user Sebastian, who asks, What parts of the body can be shown in a medium-core porno movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. You think like one nut? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.